What's up, everybody, and uh, welcome to the first episode of Brazilian Stalking Shit with your hosts Lucas and Matias. I'm Matias, and I'm Lucas. And today we're gonna talk about a few weird ass movies that we've watched, and we'll spoil them because they're old and we don't care. But if you like that, you sh you should probably watch them anyways because they're, they're great movies. All right, so the movies we're gonna talk about today are House from 1977, a Japanese movie, um, Fantastic Planet from 1973, a joint production from France and the Czech Republic, which at the time was Czechoslovakia and the last for today's episode I killed Einstein gentlemen from 1970 also from Czechoslovakia so let's get started uh, so first on the list it's Hausu a pretty good one if you ask me Slightly weird on the good side. Slightly? <laughs> yeah, I'd say slightly. I, I've seen worse. All But right. it's quite the thing, actually, because it starts out pretty normally. And, and it just jumps at you, like, I'd say, four or five minutes in. It just becomes something else, another movie. Just one instance, uh, you know, as we said, we're going to spoil these movies, so you should watch them before finishing this episode. Uh, Mac, which is uh, one of our characters, she gets beheaded by a watermelon while inside a well. That's, man, that's like an amazing star for like, I mean, we're already skipping up ahead a little bit and I want to go back a little because I mean that's like the first death and it's like all right we're getting started pretty pretty weird already like okay I'm gonna grab the the watermelon we left cooling inside the well and she's dead after that yeah <laughs> but I mean before that uh we have to mention man the bucket scene Like, how can we not talk about this movie and not mention the bucket scene? Like, because, well, this movie, there's, like, this bunch of girls, they went on a trip, and there's also their teacher, who they're very fond of, and he gets his uh, separate plot line before, like, the ending where they meet them and whatever. The one that go too much into it now and he's going down some stairs then his lips fall on his ass inside a bucket and she gets really weird from that <laughs> like yeah it's, it's like a, kind of a stop stop motion scene but it's just something else man like if you don't want to watch the whole movie at least go on youtube <laughs> and try to find the bucket scene from house Because that's totally worth it. 
like just to get a hang of what we're talking about here <laughs> what kind of weird we're talking about yeah and i mean after max death we get like because i mean let's just straight ahead and say that all of the girls in the movie they end up dying in some way and as i was reading some trivia for the movie and the deaths were mostly based on, <laughs> on ideas from the director's daughter so the first death was uh, her idea and uh, the second one which is for the girl named sweet she gets buried under a bunch of mattresses and bedding like and she just dies and disappears like her body's nowhere to be found after that yeah it's not like the mattresses were falling from like a hundred meters or so they're like put up against the wall they just slightly fell over her and then she disappeared yeah, she still just dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she just says, all right, I'm out of here. And, um, then, before we get to the third death, because that's the supposedly main, main character, because, like, she, of the group, they go visit their, their aunt, and she's the gorgeous because i mean they all have like a simple name just a word that defines them basically <laughs> like they mac, don't have the fat one yeah mac the one that likes to eat sweet the cutie one like oh i'm so sweet and then we have gorgeous which basically they just want to show her looks i guess <laughs> but there's a scene that's amazing and I've, I don't know if that's my favorite scene but overall I think it's it's one of the best it's one where I don't know if it was I think it was sweet so that probably came before she died where they're in the kitchen and the aunt's there she just Aww hops inside the fridge and then, oh, yeah, that's and then she shows up uh, up in the, the ceiling on top of a of a wood plank or I don't know how to describe it better and she she's just dancing just vibing then she jumps out of there and starts vibing with a, a skeleton <laughs> that's in the house so they're just there dancing just chilling you know and sweets just going crazy like what the hell she just went inside the fridge yeah. <laughs> i'd say my favorite scene is either a toss-up between kung fu's uh, scene or the piano scene i'll go with kung fu's first because uh she was out uh she went out to to uh, help i think it was gorgeous she was on the bathhouse and then from nowhere actually from nowhere just stuff gets flying at her buckets uh, i don't know whatever you name it but she just brushes it off she says wow that was weird 
knows. And just walks home. Like nothing happened, you know? Like, oh, a bunch of stuff just started coming my way. I'm just going to hit them with all I got. No worries. Not even breaking a sweat. (laughs) Always do that. And then then there's the piano scene, which I think that's the most iconic one. Well, I don't remember who was it now that was playing the piano, but... It's Melody. Yeah, Melody. Melody is the musician one, so... I mean, it's not hard to guess from (laughs) their names, you know? Yeah. She was playing the piano, all right, and then the camera pans back, and you just see like a skeleton dancing completely. I I don't know how to describe it. Just I've never seen a skeleton dancing before, so it gets gets to you, you know. And then not only that, the piano just ate her fingers off, and then ate her off, like ate her completely. Just disappeared inside the piano you, sh- you should totally look it up house piano scene I, it's the, definitely worth the man but apart from that I, I, I don't think there's m- many more like egregious scenes such as these we've covered all our bases pretty neatly Oh man, <laughs> you. Well, after that, like the girl eating by the piano. At that point, the rest of the girls who are still alive, they're they're starting to freak out a little bit, and the house won't let them leave. Cause I mean, it's a horror movie, so why would the house do that? And. Uh, Kung Fu, which is her fighting girl, she gets into a fight with a with a ceiling light, and she dies. But after a few seconds, her legs come out of a, a drawer just to give a final kick before she she's completely gone. And from that, yeah, just... we get like a ocean of blood. The whole floor starts tearing apart. But that's that's a little bit much to to talk about here. I would <laughs> much rather go a little bit further in the movie when we get back to the to our pro- the professor, the the guy called Mister Togo, who goes goes to visit the girls at the at the house but before he gets there he gets to the to a little a little store in the middle of the road where the girls purchase the the watermelon that ended up costing max life <laughs> and he talks with the guy there the guy offers him watermelons but then he he says he doesn't like that. He likes bananas. Then the guy, he just turns into a skeleton and drops dead. And our guy, the professor, he he's like, "What the hell is going on?" Jumps back into his car, and like, he's trying to get understand what's going on. 
and then it cuts and when we get back to see our our boy Mr. Togo he he turned into a pile of bananas like I don't have yeah. much else to say about that but I have a theory I I think where he went wrong it's he tried to understand what was happening instead of just brushing it off like Kung Fu did if he had not cared about the street vendor just becoming a pile of bones and then disappearing he'd be fine that's just my take on it I guess you're right but I mean <laughs> yeah. if if that ended up happening he would still end up at the house and I don't think he would find a, a nice ending by going there Nah, nah, he was mostly gonna die one way or another. It's just you prefer becoming a pile of bananas or dying trapped inside a house. That's true. Well, before we move on to the next movie, I would just want to point out that the soundtrack in this movie is amazing. <laughs> it's like as an eerie feeling to it, kind of kind of haunting it's it's pretty well made any any final thoughts about house lucas i'd say no not so much as a thought but you should definitely go and watch it yeah most definitely okay um, that was it for house up next we've got Fantastic Planet, the, if not the most, one of the craziest animations I've ever watched. Don't know about you, Lucas. I think that same for me. Same for me. It takes place on this planet where the fauna and flora are definitely nothing like here on earth well i guess you're listening to us on earth hopefully and uh there's a bunch of animals they show during the movie that resemble maybe a little bit something we got here but not quite some things look like they would be objects in our day-to-day life but yet they are animals in, in this movie it, it gets pretty wild i would say yeah it's nothing short of a salvador dali like painting and the whole story it's it starts with pretty tragic thing like the there's a woman running for her life with her baby and then we see like this giant blue hand comes and flicks it away like an insect to the point where she cannot move anymore. And then it cuts to the aliens saying something like, oh, she's not moving. We cannot play with her anymore. And then baby cries and we find uh, that a f- a father and his daughter alien find this baby and decide to adopt him because 
in their society, humans, or as in the movie, were called oms. They just serve as pets or pests when they're wild. Like they they want to like get rid of all the wild humans because they see them as just like we see mosquitoes or other nuisance like like mouses. rats yeah most. Uh, later on we find out that one week for these blue guys is equals to a whole year of our lifetime so this little pet baby he grows up really fast from the alien's perspective and after some time he runs out he becomes wild for the sadness of our little girl Tiva well not quite little but you get it and he finds a bunch of other wild humans they have, they've built like a rudimentary society like prehistoric type shit but they still have got like some weird things that we don't see it on earth like they have like a mating ritual where they eat something that makes them glow like like fireflies and at that point our boy tear which that was the name he received because tiva very creative wanted to name the the baby human tiva when her father said that's not a that's not a human name should give a different name and then there's some fights between the people there there's some devices used that I would I don't really want to mention it because it's pretty crazy and they they turn into like two different factions they end up fighting with some creatures strapped onto themselves like a and, guy and those comes, creatures yeah yeah it, it's it's quite I, I, you know like since we're on the topic of strange movies but it's quite inventive actually because it's like a mix of a giant snake with a raptor i don't know it's like a snake body with a raptor head and they strap it onto your body and you like need to fight yeah one guy comes up to to our protagonist and says that they don't need the knowledge he's providing to the rest of the people and then he says they need to fight based on the law they have and then they strap themselves with this creature they they cannot use their arms they're just like strapped onto themselves and they have to use the the creatures mouths were like trying to get away from the humans to kill each other it's pretty nasty and further on the movie we found out that like the whole meditation that the the blue guys were making was actually they having sex or well not sex 
on from our perspective but with creatures from other planets it gets really weird really fast so i don't really want to spoil that much some of the visuals in this movie are insane good like this animation it's made to melt your brain like yeah like the animation in this movie is I think I've never seen a. Actually, it's a paper a paper cutout stop motion movie. I don't think it's a hand drawn animation, but it's so, quite something like South Park. But actually, good, you know, like the visuals and aesthetics. It's actually beautiful. You want to look at it. Uh, quite easy to see why it took the seventy three Cannes prize winner. So. Yeah, and some fun facts about this movie is that the production was interrupted because Russia actually invaded Czechoslovakia in the 70s when this movie was being produced. So it was delayed because of that. Besides that, another cool fact is there's a song by ASAP Mob where they sampled one of the songs in this movie. I won't, I won't mention it here, but it, it's pretty nice. If you go and watch the movie, then listen to like the song is on Cozy Tapes Volume 1. So if you watch the movie, then listen to that album, you'll definitely, <laughs> you'll definitely hear the sample in there because I mean I just found that like b before we recorded this and holy hell how have I not recognized that sample before <laughs> it's like it, it's so straight up like from the beginning um, and do you have anything else to add Lucas for yeah like just two thoughts uh, one the movie can either read as an allegory for human animal rights and racism or be just a really cool looking movie <laughs> but other than that i cannot stress this enough that you should watch these movies like you really really should you're not doing like nearly enough justice go watch these movies yeah either way it's a short one like it's not even an hour and a half so 70 minutes like definitely check it out i think it's on youtube still but i don't know find somewhere where you can watch it and do the, do yourself a favor and watch fantastic planet okay for our last movie of today's episode we've got i killed einstein gentlemen aka the real sim einstein panov which i probably just butchered the czech language i i hope there's no no czech people listening because i probably destroyed their language it's probably terrible but anyways this movie is about uh, a world where a nuclear disaster led to women growing beards and not being able to have babies anymore and 
from that, we've, it gets weird really, really fast, but in a good way, same as with the other movies. And I want to point out what I found like amazing and most unrealistic part of all was when the government official after getting half of his hair vacuumed by a, a weird-ass machine, he talks about resolving the issue by eradicating the root of the problem, which I found like, wow, these guys are really from the future, right? And that, le that leads to what the whole movie is about, because they find out that the root of the problem is modern physics so what's best if not going killing Einstein right it's like a sound idea and so where can we begin from this so it's yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hard to find out the best parts of it but, but I love it like at the beginning right so the idea is going back in time and kill the Einstein I, th I feel like that's that's pretty clear and I love it that they're traveled to a place like they ended up in a theater because that's where their time machine was in the future so they go back they need they they appear in the middle of the theater that's doing a show there's some messed up stuff happening there but that that's not the funniest part i love the part where after the three scientists that go back in time they leave the theater there's this guy in front of it where one of the scientists goes and asks him what the day is of month and year and that the guy started to get like weirded out by by him then the other one comes up and uh, tells the guy to just brush it off that that guy was nuts and whatever and before they head out the woman scientist just goes and tells the guy <laughs> uh how long until the world war one would break out because they are in 1911 to kill einstein and they just Okay, the World War One will start in like three years, ciao, and j just leaves. Like the guy is standing there, like trying to process what he just heard. And then shortly after that, when they're <laughs> riding this chariot, which is like, I mean, would would be the taxi of 1911 in Czechia, and they're talking just discussing some random stuff and the guy stops the chariot goes after the policeman nearby and the guy comes up and says they're being suspected of criminal intent for talking about killing a certain room painter called Adolf Hitler I don't know if you ever heard of him I certainly have not yeah just some room painter why would they go after him you know it's weird <laughs> anyway the jokes aside 
uh, a little bit after that, they go on to meet the guy a few moments later. They they make the best exchange in the history of time travel. What's not best than going to a kid and asking the kid to kill someone in exchange for an accordion? Like, I mean, that's win-win, you know? Kid ends up with a brand new instrument. Maybe he'll be the next big shot in music. And then the time travelers, they, the kid that they just happened to find, they discover is one of the, the time travelers' father. And I don't know, for some reason, that just feels wrong asking my father to kill Albert Einstein for me. But <laughs> that's, beside, that's beside the point. Then they throw multiple parties to try to kill Einstein. And in one of them, they end up killing the kid we just talked about. It happened to be the father. And when they get back to their normal timeline, they discover that in killing the kid, one of the their partners never existed because, you know, her father was dead in the attempt to kill Einstein. And then they then go back in time again to really kill Einstein this time. And in the middle of all the confusion, about house parties where Einstein was supposed to be and not going and then they're having to invite and planning this whole thing our lady scientist ends up seducing our victim or supposedly victim and end up changing his mind so that he doesn't want to become a physicist anymore and pursues his violent career. We and then after seducing Einstein, our lady scientist makes up a plan to think that the other scientists have really killed Einstein and when she succeeds in such plan the other scientists then come back to their original timeline just to find that physics was not the problem anymore it had become chemistry and in a world where the men have been rendered infertile all this time not the women the men and i think that's story for another time because the movie ends there and the amazing part is that in the end what ends up happening is the scientist that went back in time to kill Einstein end up being responsible for the events of the future instead of Einstein and they meet at a, a gala 
where the performing violinist is her boy, Albert Einstein, to a great shock of Dr. Moore, the guy who went back in time to do this whole ordeal. And I feel like we didn't do justice to this movie because it's really kind of weird to explain a time travel movie because I mean it's not really trying to be scientific and work in the proper way I mean at at this point in time where we're recording this there's no way to travel in time so I mean there's no way to be scientifically correct but they they take various approaches like the guy meets his father and then hugs him and says, Oh, father, father. And the boy asks him, like, is this guy going crazy? So, I mean, we don't know how anything of that would end up in real life. But that's for another discussion. What I would like to add is how I found this movie and why I ended up watching it recommending it to Lucas was that some time ago and there was a post on reddit that showed that this movie is apparently the first time that a selfie stick was used <laughs> and I was like what the hell a movie from the Czech Republic from the 70s the first time ever for a, a selfie stick then I went to look up the the synopsis of the movie, found it very interesting. Took me a while to get to the point where I could watch it, because it means not readily available on any mainstream streaming services. And gotta tell you, it, it's quite an enjoyable watch. There's some funny moments that we didn't mention here, but you should definitely check it out if you're into time traveling movies. And I mean, there's more romance to this time travel movie than the Tenet storyline where the guy just kind of wants to help the hot girl, you know. So it's it's more elaborate than Tenet in a way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should definitely check this movie out. We, we didn't do nearly enough justice to this movie. Like, you should really watch it. We only kind of like talked about it because it's really great, and we want more people to know about it. So that's it for today, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this episode of our podcast. It was a pleasure having you with us. And you get a thanks from me too for sticking around up to the end on this, to say, put it lightly, rough around the edges pilot. I promise you it's going to get better. Yeah, we'll try our best to make it better. I mean, it's our first time recording. We've been slacking off for, for quite a while, not going to lie. But we're trying to make it work and make changes so that you guys like it so check us yeah. out on social media we're on instagram at brazilians talking shit and also on twitter at uh you can find us with the same handle 
and um, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, we'll see you next time, and nice family.